0: Welcome to another edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Well, it's actually the second ever Rich Eisen Podcast, so it's my first time I can officially say welcome to another one of them. But uh, at any rate, week number two in the books in the National Football League, we've got a great show in store. Aaron Rodgers, the uh, franchise quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, the new franchise quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, will join us. Michael Strahan, the old uh, defensive lineman, who led the Giants back to Super Bowl glory before retiring and now uh, spending time on the Fox set and, of course, television commercials everywhere on a television near you. Michael Strahan will join us on this podcast as well, as will uh, a couple of my colleagues again last week when uh, so well with Jason Wormser, the worm, is, uh, I think, uh, worming his way, if you will, into the consciousness of the nfl fan we're going to bring him back and mike muriano uh coordinating producer of so many great programs here nfl total access game day highlights game day final we're going to talk about some of the hot topics in the nfl after week number two which by the way is my favorite week of the nfl season in many ways first of all the the level of play in week number two is such an improvement from week one everybody's got a week under their belts they've got a full game under their belts conditioning-wise after a preseason when nobody plays a full game. Week one, the level of play is choppy. There's lots of penalties, lots of turnovers as everyone's getting used to one another, used to any new emphasis of rules. Week two is a different story. Everybody is coming back fresh from week number one, of course, if you're healthy. But by fresh, I mean a clean slate for anybody that started 0 and 1. It's the first time in the NFL season where redemption comes into play. If you lost Week One by Week Two, you can even your record. And as a matter of fact, right now half the league is 1 and 1 after two weeks. Week number two is also the first time that desperation begins to creep into play in the NFL. That it is never too early to play desperate. Certainly, if you have a chance to wind up 0 and 2 the numbers don't lie as nick bacai would say the numbers never lie if you start off 0 and 2 the chances of you missing the playoffs are dramatically increased since 1990 only 13% of 0 and 2 teams reach the playoffs 13 since 1990 if you start 0 and 2 only 5.9% of those teams win the division. Now, I know Dallas is 0-2 right now, and they're only one game behind the rest of the pack in the NFC East, which is 1-1. and 1. But the bottom line is, if you start 0-2, chances are you're not making the playoffs. Now, when you start 2-0, since 1990, 2-0 teams, 64% of them reached the playoffs. 40% of those won the division. Last year, Four of nine teams that started 2-0 and missed the playoffs. More often than not, you're going to make them. Last year, none of the nine teams that started 0-2 reached the playoffs. Only two finished at 500. So, yes, it's early, but the bottom line is you don't want to be 0-2 in the NFL. You just don't. And right now, the Niners, Bills, Browns, Lions, Panthers, Rams, and yes, two playoff teams from last year, the Cowboys and the Vikings, the Brett Favre Vikings, are 0-2. So desperation comes into play in Week 2. Right in the middle of September, there's desperate teams, teams in disarray. Already, we've seen quarterback changes For three teams, the Bills this week have switched quarterbacks. The Carolina Panthers this week announced Jimmy Clausen is going to get the start instead of Matt Moore. The Steelers are going to start a second different starting quarterback this week. Obviously, they're waiting for Ben Roethlisberger to come back in week number five. Already, six teams have had their backup quarterbacks play meaningful action. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, which went ahead and benched Vince Young. Just six quarters into the season, by the way, two quarters after on NFL game day morning, we had a discussion of whether or not you believe in Vince Young. Every single one of our analysts said they did, except for Warren Sapp, who we have to give, I guess, a little bit of a kudos to. He says Vince Young scares no defenses. and They certainly didn't scare Pittsburgh, which turned over the Titans seven times. So Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Oakland, Philadelphia, Detroit, and Carolina have already played their backup quarterbacks in meaningful minutes whether by coach's decision or because of injury. Eight teams are 2 and 0, and the list is shocking. The Packers are 2 and 0, the Saints are 2 and 0. That's expected. The Steelers are 2 and 0. That's not expected without Ben Roethlisberger, the premature demise as Mike Tomlin called it being Espoused by the national media, the premature demise of the Steelers. His tongue firmly planted in cheek. I guess was greatly exaggerated. They're two and zero. The Texans are two and zero after their very first overtime win in franchise history, coming back from 17 points down with 16 minutes to go in Washington. They're two and zero. So are the Bears. Jay Cutler, by the way, leading a. The Bears to victory in Dallas on the same weekend in which fellow first-round quarterback classmates Vince Young gets pulled and Matt Leinart holds a clipboard while Matt Schaub throws for nearly 500 yards. Jay Cutler and the Bears are 2-0. The Buccaneers are 2-0. The Chiefs are 2-0. And the Dolphins are 2-0. Six of those eight teams didn't even reach the playoffs last year. It's a different season. That is the beauty of of week number two in the NFL. Teams are desperate. Some teams are panicking. Some teams are not who we thought they were. And some of these 2-0 teams may, as Dennis Green said, are who we thought they were. Only two games this week in week three of matching up 2-0 teams. One of them is Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. Go figure that. And the other one is Green Bay, at Chicago on one big fat Monday night game. Speaking of the Packers, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, how are you, Aaron?
1: Doing good, Rich. Thanks for having me on. No,
0: listen. I had Ray Lewis on last week. Now I gotta, I gotta have a quarterback. I gotta keep things fair and balanced. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, that's a tough act to follow, though. Ray is—he's uh, a good interview, <laughs> especially when he's about the uh, some sort of refereeing issue, which I saw this week. Yes, right? he did. He did have a
0: referee issue. We're gonna, that, that's my soundbite of the week that I'm playing later on yeah. in the podcast. You're, you're already, you already, you know, taking tricks out of the bag that I have slated for later on. Aaron. Foreshadowing, yes. That's for, foreshadowing. Did you did you learn that in Butte College English class? That I were you? did, yeah. I learned a lot in Butte
1: College, definitely.
0: You know what? I, I want to bring this up. Let's go right into that because I, I don't think a lot of people know your full story uh, prior to the Cow Bears that uh, you, you were a, you're a Chico, California guy, right? That's sitting there in the Midwest right now, correct? Right. And uh, Pleasant Valley High School, which, by the way, I covered a few high school games there for my first job at, uh, in Redding, California. I don't know did if you knew that. Did, did you know that that I was? That's how. That's right. I did
1: I, that. Yeah, I'm learning things about you. I like that.
0: You and I both got started in the same market in a way. You got started in Chico. I got started in in Redding. I guess you didn't watch. You didn't watch my sports cast when you were there in in Chico.
1: No, you know we had some great TV. Great guys, local guys.
0: I was one of them. I, yeah. was, I was really one of them, but I guess it, it didn't jump out of you. But uh, at any rate, I, I've been to Pleasant Valley High School, where you got things started in your in your career and uh, you were not fully recruited. You were not highly recruited out of that high school, correct?
1: Yeah, no. I was not. There was really just one Division One school looking at me, and that was San Diego State. And then they had a turnover of their staff. Ted Tolner was actually the head coach at the time mm-hmm. and was replaced, and um, I never never tripped down, uh, didn't take a trip there.
0: So basically you were you were not recruited, and then you had to go to Butte College, a junior college in uh, beautiful Orville, I like California. To say
1: I got to go. You know, had is more. That's kind of a negative connotation there. I like. You know, I uh, that was the best year of, of football in my life. I right there. I learned. I learned a lot about myself, about leadership. I got my confidence back. Um, yeah, you know, I played very well. That's that was an important year. So I, I really look at that as a opportunity, as much as uh, some people go there. For reasons other than, you know, different than, than when I went to. You know, right. we had guys in our team who were bounced back from D1s. We had guys who've been to jail. We had guys who've been in the workforce, guys who'd been in the military. But I was just, you know, I was just a guy who was looking to, uh, to use that as, as a platform to move on. And, and uh, myself and a lot of my teammates did that.
0: So that's that. You say, out of everything that you've had so far uh, at the Pac 10 level and the NFL level, you say the best year of football was when you were in junior college trying to find yourself. That's what you just that's what you believe.
1: Without a doubt, and I don't think that will ever be matched. That that experience that I, that I had there at Butte college, um being an 18-year-old just out of high school and um trying to figure out a way to, to be a leader on a team of guys with different backgrounds from different areas of the country and um the kind of success we had, the uh, the way we came together, uh, I don't think that could that could ever really be matched even yeah. Even if I won a Super Bowl down the road it was just a just a team like uh, a year like no other. Now, the team we had at Cal was the closest knit group of guys that ever been around, but uh there's some by the year of Butte College which, which is always gonna be really special to me.
0: How did Tedford find you up in Butte College in Oroville?
1: Uh well another uh you know another lucky deal there. Uh, they were looking at our tight end actually, um, Garrett Cross mm-hmm. who was the, who had played at the rival high school, Chico High School and was a tight end, Um, had a great year, and they were looking at him and inquired about my status, and I was a qualifier with the Clearinghouse at a high school, so Mm -hmm. I was able to leave after one year. At the time, the rule was you had to complete uh, 24 units. Now it's only 12, but at the time, 24 units in order to transfer, so I just spent two semesters at Butte and then uh, was able to transfer. It's
0: amazing, isn't it, how just things work out? That uh, did you know? Even Tedford was was on campus, did, and and he just noticed you that on the field, and said, "I I need to take a look at this this skinny well, kid they, out they of saw, Valley they, too."
1: Well, they saw the you know the quarterback that was throwing that tied in all the all the passes.
0: Right. And they
1: made an inquiry, inquiry about you know what my status was, and thankfully you know I give a lot of credit to my my coach at junior college because you know. Junior college coaches at just like every other level, they want to win and and um you know, Coach Rigsby at Butte College has had a lot of success there. And one of the things we talked about, um, before I even agreed to, you know, play at Butte because I had the grades to get into different schools and I was thinking about walking on was, you know, hey if I have a one good year I'd love to be able to move on and, and be a four for three guy mm-hmm. at a division one school. And he was totally on board. So when Coach Tefford came looking at me I've heard stories about junior college coaches, you know, denying the requests of coaches who are inquiring about, you know, freshmen who are cleared with the clearinghouse and they have to leave after one year. And and, and Coach Rigsby at Duke College was was all on board for me, you know, furthering my career uh, at the next level. And I'm, you know, forever grateful for that.
0: And then then you wind up a 19 year old starting quarterback in the Pac 10, right? You got your first start when you were 19 years old.
2: Yep. Man. Mm
0: Do you ever sit back in your in your time now at Green Bay and and think about think about how the journey started for you, Aaron? Because it seems like you have you've been really handed nothing. So many of these guys who who reached the level that you're currently at in the NFL, uh, I'm not saying that they were handed opportunities or or, or uh, skating through. Obviously, you have to perform and you have to execute. But you know, first overall picks and 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 usually uh have a, a more of a i guess uh of a fanfare start than you had in your in your football career
1: well, no 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 doubt about it and the journey for me is that much more sweeter i think you know there's, there's some uh you know talents and abilities that are god given and then there's there's some traits uh, that a quarterback needs to have that are acquired and i think uh you know mental toughness is one that uh that requires going through some adversity and i definitely went through adversity um you know with Having a dream uh, that I felt like was close to within my grasp when I was coming out of high school, and really having to go back and, and be honest and with myself and where I was at, and, and work hard, and just wait for another opportunity, and then just try and make the most of that. So you know, people you know have gotten to their situations in different ways, but, but my my journey, you know, because it happened the way it happened, I think has made me the kind of person and player that I am. and And as difficult as it was at times and and disappointing and um, the sacrifice you make and and not always seeing the kind of results you're hoping for, it's all really been worth it. And and, and, and I I turned out the way I did because of the things that I've gone through.
0: And when you hear people mention that you're one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, that you are one uh, one of the first, I guess, fantasy quarterbacks taken. All fans believe in you as well, obviously. What do you think when you hear that, Aaron?
1: well it it's really crazy um to me because you know when I was a kid all I wanted to be was uh joe montana and and win super Bowls and you know then you you start growing up a little bit and you realize that you know you know the the way to the n f l is is difficult and, and is tough and and nothing's given to you um and then to you know, to get to junior college and and find my way there and cal and and n f l Get passed over and, and wait for my opportunity and playing behind a legend. And it's just crazy, uh, to realize, you know, that I am uh, really living out a childhood dream and, and just trying to keep that perspective daily that, you know, I am blessed with the opportunity to play the game that I love and, and that this, this career is, is a fleeting one and just, and just stay in the moment and enjoy the opportunity I have and, and the great situation I'm in. But it is, you know, I don't take myself too seriously. So right. when I hear some of these, you know, the comparison and stuff, it, it's still wild to me that people even want my autograph um because I just, you know, I'm just really just living out a dream, of dreams. So it's fun for me. Yeah,
0: and, and um, the way that you... Everybody always wants to be the guy who comes after the guy who was after the guy. Does that make sense to you? You know, like, if you're, oh, yeah. if you're coming in after the guy, you don't want to be the guy after the guy. You want to be the guy who came after the guy who was after the guy. And mm-hmm. you have... You, I mean... Obviously, Favre is 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 who he is up there. But it it I'm not saying you've made Packer fans forget him, but you definitely have turned. I mean, that page is turned. That page is completely turned. Is 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 this? Who 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 did you seek for assistance at all during that process when you were when you were in in the shoes that you were in with Favre, maybe coming back or coming back or not? Who did you speak to throughout that process, Aaron? I-
1: I think the one thing that I've learned in, in the last six years of being in the NFL is that it's really important who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And during that time, um, I, I lean heavily on my family, my close friends, um, guys who have been mentors to me coming out of college. Trent Dilfer was a guy I spoke to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's uh, a Tedford guy. guy.
0: He's a Tedford guy.
1: Yeah. One guy I really want to seek out and, and did get to talk to was Steve Young because mm-hmm. Steve, you know, had a very similar situation mm-hmm. to mine, um, you know, taken over for Joe and, and Joe was actually on the team when he was playing. So it was even, you know, at times a little stickier than the situation I was in. But, you know, he was a great ally and still is, um, as far as just being a great resource. And I think, you know, if I've learned anything from, from guys like Cam and Trent and some of these quarterbacks I've talked to, Chris Chandler, who've, um, you know, who I'm friends with mm-hmm. is that, you know, it's important and much appreciated, you know, situation I'm in. It's important to really pass on. Uh, information and knowledge to the next generation of quarterbacks. And, and I can't tell you how much it meant to me to be able to talk to guys like Chris and Trent and Steve. And now being in my position, um, you know, I, I thought it was really important to talk to a guy like Kevin Cobb. Right. Taking over a situation similar to mine. And, um, you know, just, I think this thing is important that the mentor, to be a mentor to the next group of, uh, of quarterbacks and players because this is, uh, this is a players league and this is, um, you know, it's about, it's about furthering the league and, and leaving it hopefully in a better place than you, than you found it and realizing you that you're not bigger than the game. The game is, you know, I, that's what I'm trying to remember. The game was around long before I got here, mm-hmm. and it's going to keep on going long after I'm gone. So while I'm in it, just try and make the most of it and, and try and leave it better than I found it.
0: What did you tell Kevin Cobb throughout the process? I know that you and him have been uh, talking back and forth, even texting the week before you guys opened the season against one another. What have you told Kevin about his situation uh, replacing McNabb in the same way that you replaced Favre in, in Green Bay?
1: Well, you know, a lot of stuff that I said to Kevin, you know, we we kind of wanted to stay between us. Uh-huh. But I think the main points were, you know, control the things you can control. You know, there, there's going to be uh, situations that that aren't, you know, maybe fair to you at times or aren't appropriate or, or, or just, you know, really above you. Things you just can't control and, and just don't get too caught up in those because you'll go crazy if you, if you're worrying and reading this stuff every day and worrying about what somebody's saying about you. Saying just trust, you know, trust your teammates, trust your coaches, those guys of opinions that matter the most to you and should mean the most to you. And, and just like I was saying earlier, you know, really lean on those people who've known you the longest and, and who can tell you how it is and, um, your, your close family and friends and, um, just just stay tight to those, those opinions and those people.
0: Well, in a way, his situation's a little different than yours because you didn't have a Vic-like presence sitting on your roster the way he's got that. You know, I mean, we're in Philadelphia where, my gosh, uh, people's opinions change in the way the wind blows. It's just it's also a different market than where you are in Green Bay. We're in Philadelphia. If Vic is sitting there and the way he just played in Detroit, I mean, um, you know, I don't want to – use the word that the leash will be short with Kevin Cobb. That might be a poor choice of words with uh, with Vic. But, uh, I mean, it's, it seems to me that's a different, completely different dynamic that he's got to be dealing with, don't you think, Aaron?
1: That is. And you know what? Uh, that's, that's not something that, um, you know, we really talked about uh, before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after his injury and, and Michael getting his opportunity, uh, he played very well. I mean, you gotta, you gotta give him credit for the way he played, uh, against us. And last week, not seeing the game, but, but looking at his numbers, it looks like he did a very good job of mm-hmm. moving them. They got, that's important. Um, you know, let me just say this about Michael Vick. Um in just talking to him on the field, yep. uh, before the game and after the game, um, I was very impressed with, uh, with where he's at mentally. Um I think he's in a really good spot. So, it's nice to see a guy who, um Has really, he's paid his debt to society. I think, I think nobody can refute that. I mean, what he did, regardless of what you think about, um, the severity of it or, you know, he, he has paid his debt to society and I think he's a changed man. So I was really impressed by that. Um, now that being said, he's playing very well and that's a tough situation for, for Kevin because Kevin, you know, got hurt and, uh, but, You know, Andy seems like he's he's standing behind him, Mm -hmm. giving him the opportunity. Uh, He's been the next guy in line, and um, you know, I think that he's a very talented guy. And I hope that he can stay healthy and, and play at the level that, that him and I both know he's capable of playing at. Let's
0: talk Packers football right now with the Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk some Packers football. A lot of people talk about Drew Brees' relationship with his head coach, Sean Payton, and how it's a perfect symbiotic relationship that one guy sort of already knows what the other guy's thinking and vice versa. How would you describe your relationship with your head coach, Mike McCarthy, with this offense that seems to be on tilt more often than not? You
1: know, we got a real good relationship. I think it's, it's gotten better every year. Um, you know, it's, it's built on trust and, um, you know, the more good things I can do, uh, on the field at the line of scrimmage, when he gives me latitude in the offense, you know, the more trust he has in me and, and, uh, you know, I, I think we've, uh, we've proven over the last two and a, and a little bit years that, you know, we can really, uh, have a good product on the field and, and make some plays when he, uh, when he trusts me. With making decisions. Mm-hmm. And when I, uh, you know, when I do the things that, that I've been coached to do.
0: What did you think? Did you speak to Marshawn Lynch before the game last week? Your, your Cal Bear?
1: Uh, I just, you know, I didn't see him before the game mm-hmm. or after the game. I just talked to him on the field briefly.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I know because people, you, you, your were quoted saying bring him on to, to the Packers right. if he's available. You still feel the same way?
1: You know what? I've always, uh, Ever since, you know, I got the opportunity to work with him for one year and play mm-hmm. with him at Cal, very impressed with his abilities. Um, and like I said last week, I think in a situation like his, um, I like you've seen in other situations with other players, often a change of venue can be a positive thing mm-hmm. um, for a guy who maybe, um, you know, hasn't played or, you know, conducted himself in the way that maybe he would have wanted to. Um, so I'm, I'm a, You know, big fan of Marshawn's, and um, if there was an acquisition, I think you know, I think he can definitely uh, thrive in a situation like this. But you know, right now he's a he's a Buffalo, and he played great against us a couple days ago. Right. All the best. That
0: was just my coy way of trying to ask you if you think you know you need some help at running back with Ryan Grant out for
1: season I think I like our guys. I I like our guys. I miss Ryan. Um, Definitely like our guys, but I don't think you know any player in the NFL would. Would refuse adding talent to, mm-hmm. to your roster.
0: Right. I hear you. Uh, defensively, it's interesting that the beast on defense that's helping you get back on the field is from USC. Don't you think, Aaron? Somewhat, uh, somewhat ironic. Clay Matthews, big Trojan. You're a Cal Bear. Now you're, you're united as one.
1: We're very united, yes. Except for <laughs> Saturdays when we're talking about who's playing. Yeah. But, uh,
0: He's a, a he is a beast. Where, where did this come from with Clay Matthews, Aaron?
1: Well, he gets to sit out training camp every year, so his legs are always real fresh <laughs> Starting the
0: season. He takes the far route is what you're saying, in other words.
1: Uh, I didn't say that,
0: no. No, okay. Well, but it's, it, it, he just he, it seems that his motor is unique. What's your perspective? I mean, you, you see a lot of film. You, you see a lot of defenses, not just live but on film. Where do you think Clay Matthews ranks right now, uh, just eighteen games into his NFL career?
1: I think he's gotta be in the top five in this position. Um I think the guy we're playing this week, mm-hmm. Julius Peppers. Yeah. Uh, and I I don't I'm gonna going miss some people, but um you just look at our division with Peppers, Jared Allen, yeah. Vanden Bosch, um DeMarcus Ware. There's a lot of very talented guys, but you, you have to put him in the top five, I think. He's just, he has all the moves. We were, we were you know, Matt Flynn and I were standing on the sideline a couple of days ago, and, and one play, Clay just totally bull rushed and, and knocked the tackle on his butt. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that move. He's got the, the quick, you know, duck under move uh, around the outside with speed. He's got the spin move. He's got the back inside, um, you know. And when I say spin move, Dwight Freeney comes to mind. He's got to be mentioned in the top five, but Clay, he's, he's right in the mix with all those guys. He's, he's so talented. He's, he's, he's smart. I think he had a, he had a really nice play in the game. They ran like a naked fake where they, they left him unblocked and and were faking a handoff and rolling out and he read it great and made it, made a sack, made it look easy. But that's a play that, you know, a second year guy with, you know, 18 games under his belt, that's, that's impressive to see him make those kind of plays. He
0: was also an NFL Network intern, summer intern. Aaron, does he talk about that experience all the time? He must because it was it, it. It's memorable for us too, you know.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard a whole lot about that. No, he usually talks about Hollywood and, and the A-list celebrities he's trying to date.
0: <laughs> Successfully or unsuccessfully?
1: Oh, it's it's definitely all in his head.
0: Well, I mean, he's geographically unsound for that, let's be honest. I mean, if he wants to date a Hollywood starlet, I mean, he's sitting there in, in Wisconsin. That's pretty far. That's geographically unsound.
1: That is tough, yeah. But he's got, he's in pretty high uh, high ideals and standards,
0: definitely. <laughs> he's, he's got them sky high. How, what about <laughs> this? What about the standards for this team? How far do you think this team can go, Aaron? Are you guys already talking Super Bowl like Rex Ryan just throws it out on the table? For for his team to just talk about what, what what about your Green Bay Packers in 2010?
1: Well, any talk like that is really for us is just preseason stuff. That you know we've had two great preseasons the last couple of years, and that's just stuff that I think the media, our media, local media gets off on and mm-hmm. and enjoys writing about. But once the season starts, we're focused on the week to week thing. I think if last year thought so, of anything going down to Arizona is that you know. We need to we need to win our division and get a home field playoff game because mm-hmm. that makes the route to the Super Bowl um, that much easier. Because it's tough to play in Green Bay in the wintertime. time. Uh, nobody, you know, I don't, I can't think of any team that would want to come up and and play in uh, in the kind of weather and, and conditions we're going to have up here in January. And that's an important advantage that we need to utilize by winning our division and and securing at least one you know playoff game in Lambeau. And you know, once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. We've seen it, you know. Sixth team in the, in the division or the conference go all the way to Super Bowl every year. Um, but, you know, we want to be one of those top four seeds and get a home playoff game and and take care of business, and then anything can happen after that.
0: This Monday night's a huge step towards that direction. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, you, you're both 2-0. When the Packers and Bears play each other, you do normally throw the records out. But in this case, we in the media will definitely throw the records in. I mean, this is a pretty big game early on in this season, And the winner of this game is going to take one large step forward in the NFC North. I'm looking forward to this under the Monday Night Lights. I'm wondering how you're approaching this as we wind down our conversation here, Aaron.
1: Well, this is going to be a great game. You know, it's always uh, a difficult situation to be playing Chicago down there. And even more difficult now with uh, Julius Peppers being on the defense, Byron Urlacher being back from his injury that he suffered in, in the first week against us last year. And they seem to be playing very well. You know, they're... Their team I've always enjoyed playing against because I have a lot of respect for the guys on their side of the ball. And Jay Cutler, um, you know, my little brother goes to Vanderbilt now. Jay's been great to my little brother. Mm-hmm. His transition from the West Coast to, uh, to Nashville. Um, you know, so we've become buddies. We were buddies before that, but even, you know, better friends through this whole situation. And I'm excited about him and, and being under Mike Martz and he's starting to flourish and he had a great game last week against Dallas. So. It's going to be, uh, you know, two offenses who, you know, have a lot of confidence and, and are playing pretty well and, and two defenses who are playing well, but I think at times still feel like they have something to prove. So it's going to be important for us to, uh, to play our best game, realize that we can get to three and oh and, and be in first in the division with a win and, uh, you know, just take that, that early leg up on, uh, on the rest of the NFC North.
0: Cutler's helping mentor your your brother in bandy. Is that what he's well, doing? He's just
1: been great as far as the transition. My little brother. Enrolled in Vanderbilt as a mid-year transfer from junior college, and uh, just Jay, like was just great in uh, yeah, exactly, just great in, in uh, helping him with the transition. so
0: That's cool. Well, listen, Aaron, this has been a good uh, conversation as always. Uh, I always enjoy talking with you, and um, you know, I, I definitely wanted to get into your ascent and how you got out of Chico, California to now be the face of the Packers franchise. It's a pretty incredible story, and, um, and I, I appreciate you sharing it with me on the podcast here.
1: You bet, buddy. I appreciate you letting, me, you letting me do that. Anytime,
0: man. Anytime. And again, as I told you on Packers Cam on Total Access a couple weeks ago, uh, you're not just playing for the Green Bay Packers. You're playing for my fantasy team, the Bernie Kukars. You were the first uh, overall pick that I, I took. And uh, I hope that's not just adding extra pressure to a pressure pack situation for you, Aaron. No,
1: I apologize about week one. Uh, no, that's okay. better uh, from here on out. That's okay. I mean,
0: you weren't in danger of being cut from the Kukars. Don't, don't, worry, don't worry about that. you gotta, You got to roll. Good. Okay. Aaron, you take care of yourself. I you too, Richard? You bet. That is Aaron Rodgers, the first quarterback in NFL history with 4,000 passing yards in each of his first two seasons as a starter right here on the Rich Eisen podcast. When we return, Jason Wormser, one of uh, my producers here, along with uh, uh, another coordinating producer, Mike Muriano is going to join us. We're going to kick around several hot topics in the National Football League. That is next on the Rich Eisen Podcast.
3: NFL Fantasy Live, your home for fantasy football. With a 90-minute live show every Sunday leading up to kickoff. With our interactive controls, you choose which segment to watch. That's finished three-year
4: average. Who is going to cover them? Get back to what made you good.
3: Or go live as our fantasy experts help you set your lineup for the day. All those are interesting options. Get the last-minute edge over your competition. NFL Fantasy Live, Sundays at 1130, exclusively on NFL.com.
0: Welcome back to the Rich Eisen podcast. Just had a great chat with Aaron Rodgers and Michael Strahan is still to come on the podcast, which I want to thank all of you out there. Um, If you downloaded last week's episode for helping make this uh, one of the top ten podcasts downloaded on iTunes last week, just one once out of the gate. And uh, I really appreciate your support and let everyone else know that this thing exists. And uh, I think... uh, one of the reasons why this shot straight to the top of the charts is because of uh, one of the guests that's returning here to the Rich Eisen podcast, and that is senior producer on NFL Network, Jason Wormser. Worm, I think he moved the needle last week. Thank you. Your needle that. mover. Do
3: I, do I? does, does iPod, the, the iTunes people, do they give like a hand out? Like a kosher ham?
0: Like a, well, there's no, I think that's that's an oxymoron, isn't it? A yeah. kosher ham. Play with it. Work, with is it. Is it, work with me here. Work with you. Yeah. Oh. More,
1: more I work. love it. And that is,
0: and that is Mike oh, Muriano, coordinating uh, producer here at NFL Network, coordinating producer of NFL Total Access, yeah. NFL, Total Access sure. NFL Game Day Highlights, and sure. final on wow. Sunday. Keep going. Worm, what, what else? Am I no, I think something? that's it. That's it. I just a want to give you a whole resume here so folks know that you're people who help put on some of the great shows here on our network and Replay. And, um, and your, your NFL replay. I actually wrote the schedule down this week. Because you fumfered your I way through. Fumfured. You gave you a you <laughs> 60 second promo last week. You, you have brought notes this week. Carl,
3: you, you want to do the replay real quick?
4: No. No, okay, no,
0: we're not promoing okay, yet. Fine. We're not promoing okay. yet.
4: I and it. I would just like to give it to you a special shout out to Dan Nation. It's very cool that he lets you fill in like this and No 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 yeah. no, oh. no different. It's different.
0: No. It's different. It's not Dan Molly, Patrick's show. Eden? No, no, no. No, okay. no. No, no. Oh. no, this is different. We're this podcasting. is my this is my own podcast. We're podcasting. podcasting. But I appreciate the shout out yes. to, to Dan Nation <laughs> right there. Uh what what an incredible week of football. I said at the top of the podcast, mm. week two is my favorite week in the season because uh the level of play Jacks up a notch over week one, and desperation begins to begins to seep into the to the season. You begin. There's some desperate teams out there right now. Dallas or Minnesota at 0 2. Which team, in your estimation, Jason Worms or has a better chance of making the playoffs? Dallas or Minnesota?
3: Uh, only I would say Dallas, only because of the division. I think the NFC East is way overrated. Very weak. And this is
0: from a giant, diehard giant. The Giants
3: man. are a below-average team. They're definitely a bottom-16 team in the league mm-hmm. right now. Washington's a work in progress. I think they'll get better as it goes along.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and in Philadelphia, I mean, Andy's going to have an issue. He has one right now. He doesn't want to deal with it, but he will at some well, point. He's dealing with it right now. He's not going really dealing with it.
0: He's putting he's, a guy in who shouldn't be playing – who, should, who, who who shouldn't start. We just spoke to Aaron Rodgers about this, and Aaron said that he he's been counseling Cobb on on how to uh, handle the, the right God. guy. Well, I mean, handle yeah. the baton from from right. from a you know a legend. But I, even, yep. even 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 uh, Rodgers admitted that this is a different situation with Vic. But I mean, Andy Reid is handling it. He he said this is my guy, and it's not like he's letting it linger throughout the week. But if
3: they don't fix their offensive line issues, and their and their secondary.
0: Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they won't go anywhere. So you say Dallas has a better Dallas chance. Dallas a better Plus, change. they're only a game out. That no, yeah. no one's 2-0 in the NFC East yeah. like in the NFC North. There are two 2-0 teams. What do you I, think? I you?
4: agree with Worm on Dallas, but not so much because of the division, but mm-hmm. more so because we, we've kind of seen Dallas struggle and right the ship before with this cast of characters. Right. We, whether Minnesota can recapture the magic they mm-hmm. had last year right. with the players that they're down, we haven't seen that over time, and I think now, again, now that we're two weeks in, and we're going to start to have all the, you know, the creeping in of, oh, if if he was at camp, maybe he'd be on board time with those guys. For Favre. For Favre, right. But I've, I think we've seen Dallas kind of right the ship with these characters. They've got at two weeks in they just seem like they have too many weapons not to write that ship.
0: This game against Houston this week, mm-hmm. where they go in Houston and Houston's two and reminds me a little bit about our NFL network game in New Orleans last year. Sure. Where the Cowboys were in the midst of their potential December disaster. Boot, right? They, they needed they needed, they needed they needed that game. It was a must win a needy game big. and they showed up big. I think Dallas has a potential to do that as well. Certainly if the Cowboys do what Irvin and Dion said on game day final, which is just choose one of the running backs. Right. One of that three Feed him the ball twenty times. Yeah. Get him in rhythm. It just seems they, it's, it's a mission. They're gonna, they're gonna they,
3: have to they're do, they're do it off-back. because Mario Williams is just outrageous right now. Yep. Outrageous.
0: I'm on our boy Cashley. Oh, you, you, do it, that, right? you do a Castley right? I, I, not as good as it's your pre-week
4: one guest, Barty is right, yeah. right, right. uh, with Warren. But but uh, you know, well, so uh, we're talking about the guy I picked, right, selected in the uh, first round over Reggie Bush <laughs> and Vince Young, correct? Right, so we're talking about Mario Williams. Fantastic young man. I think the proof is in the pudding now for the pick that I made way back when. Well, who's laughing now?
0: yes Charlie Cassidy. <laughs> right? Cassidy. Charlie Thanks. Cassidy. I like it's that. College, You're, right? Right? You're right. Mario Williams is, is out of his head, which leads me to my next question. Yes. for you, guys. The AFC division leaders oh. are currently Miami, uh-huh. Pittsburgh, Houston, and Kansas City. Yeah. Which one of those four do you think has the best chance, Mike Muriano, of finishing a division leader in 2010? Which the,
4: the, you, you so want to jump on Houston, but boy... When, they, when you see the Colts write the ship the way they did oh, Sunday man. night. He was, he was out of his skull on offense.
3: He, like, 95%, he's 95%. He, he's 95%. He's smarter than 95% oh, of the guys wearing headsets. Peyton Manning, you're talking No about. question. He can outcoach any of these cats in this. I'm serious. He can out-coach any of the defensive coordinators that he faces week to week. Guaranteed. Maybe for the exception of, of your guy.
0: Rex. Well, I, I'll tell you. Well, or Well, uh, you know, uh, Collinsworth yes, even said that they even said it during the broadcast when they showed the mm-hmm. new offensive coordinator, um, uh, whose name flat out escapes me. I mean right. It's just Chriswerson, right? Uh, thank you, Worm. I have no yeah. uh, honestly. But the question is, does it even matter? They mentioned how no. how how the offensive coordinator said that he's getting the play a quarter of the way out of his mouth, and Peyton's like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. But so yeah. you were you were saying you, well, you want to yeah. jump on Houston you want to jump on you but, but you're about to you're, the you're, there. you're the, about the, to not jump on the bandwagon. The chief, so. I'm gonna
4: try to check them off. So the, and the, the Chiefs, I think conventional wisdom says the Chargers find a way to wrangle that division lead at some right. point. You're talking to a full dolphin fan and a side dolphin fan. Mammal. mammal. Heard, the mamma. Aquatic it. mammal. Uh, Not a fish. Again, with the, with the Patriots and the Jets lurking there, right. being week two, boy, it's tough to tough to, to say that they're going to finish that division. Uh, I, I, who's, our, who's our fourth
0: again? Fourth is Pittsburgh.
4: Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's your answer. You Pittsburgh. Think so. I think Pittsburgh, would, they've won ugly and they've won with defense two weeks in a row now. And, obviously, we all know all without mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and it was funny. I'm trying to remember which analyst. I believe it was Marshall Falk with the comment yes. yesterday that Pittsburgh would be best served to continue playing the way they're playing when Ben comes back. And we've had this discussion for years. Do you put the ball in Ben's hand or do you just have Ben
0: write don't, the shit? Don't wing it around don't 45 wing it around. times a And game.
4: could you imagine now getting an upper level of quarterback play with what they've been doing, with a healthy Troy Polamalu on defense right. and just winning games, I mean their, their
0: defense is, is oh, ridiculous, yeah, right ridiculous. ridiculous right Absolutely now. Ridiculous, ridiculous, right? Right. right. And, and but that play when Polamalu jumped, oh snap. my goodness! Oh. And and, and <laughs> I mean he it just is. it was he, he he was the way he just yeah. jumped, it looked like a wrestling move from the top it's, rope. It yeah, looked like Jimmy. Super- you know? yeah, yeah, it's a definitely a very superflex. So you say like, Pittsburgh? Yes. I say Pittsburgh because the, the bottom park. line is Ben Roethlisberger as we currently sit here, uh, when he mm-hmm returns. No worse than 500. Right. No worse and than 500. And we're all talking preseason.
4: Oh, well, I don't know Tampa, if they can they go two and two through that. Yeah, division. but they haven't
0: beat, They haven't won a game in division yet. All right. They have Tampa and Cleveland, the next two. Yes. So, by the, the way, conventional. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Tampa, one of the two... 2-0 yes. versus 2-0 Who games. Thought that? Who would have thunk it? They know what, the league did a good job. You the one being the Monday night uh, game. In all honesty, let's talk about the league, the way they schedule it. They
3: did the right thing. There'll be nothing extra in your paycheck. <laughs> they they <laughs> did the right thing with they put the bad teams right. versus the bad teams, right? Yeah,
0: they don't know that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Man, they, yeah, they bro, do. You don't...
3: Kansas City v. Cleveland. Pretty right. bad. Right. Now, they beat, now they beat San Diego. Got it. But Tampa played Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So? Tampa so you, you get him out
4: of the way kinda the get camera. him out of the
3: way.
0: Get a little get a little meta. Answer nice. the question, yes. which one of those four AFC is the We've callers, leaders.
4: line one, Oliver Stone. Just a podcast Is the caller <laughs> there? Open
0: Wall Street. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what about so what what's the answer to your the question, you think? Chargers. Dude, out of the current division. Oh, the current revisions. Revisions. I'm not paying attention. Pittsburgh, probably. You yeah. think Pittsburgh? I think so. Even yeah. though the the let's talk Miami. Let's talk about the, again, Mal- again. You refer to the, you, the aquatic mammals. Again, when we're watching all the games you know on the mean- NFL Total Access set on the big screen, you're always you, you both you guys. Anytime they have a good play, you're screaming mammal. And, and when have they have a, scre- no no, you have to scream it. What do you have to scream? Mammal. Really,
3: at A bad the, play, a
0: bad play. Oh, the stinking blowhole, the festering stinking carcass-eating bottom bottom feeding blowhole. Which yes. one do you think shows up Monday night? This is big. Mm, uh, Sunday cool. night, I mean, this I, is a big I one. You know, they, they, they ran big. it
3: up on the Jets' defense last year. I can't believe it. I, and well, you look and you add it up. And like, remember the, the, the
4: Monday night game the one, no, the one,
0: the one in, in, uh, in the old Meadowlands.
4: That was the Ted Ginn game. Yeah, well, the, Ted the Ted Ginn game, game. And then right?
0: they, they punked them, yes. right? Yeah, yeah they
4: even, did. The, even the uh, Monday they night did. game last year. Well, the Monday night game was when they a drove down game. the field into the game and ran the ball. They right. won
0: 3 0. Oh, they wow. won 3 in a row against yeah. the Jets. They, they finished right. But up they have the, shown remember, nothing offensively in the first two games. They finished off no. Favre. They finished off the Favre era in New York. That's right. Yeah. And then they swept them last, last year. year. Correct. They're going for their fourth in a row against the Jets. Jason Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's going to be in Miami. It is, is going to be wild down there. Wish it was in the old one. And old you know who looks great? LT looked super. Oh, he,
4: he was one twenty three, for One twenty three, didn't
0: he? All purpose, yeah. all, to, all purpose, yeah. <sighs> Makes he some super. very nice
4: catches out of the well, back He's healthy. He's got he's a chip finally too. Healthy. He's a Hall of Famer. He's with a finally chip.
0: healthy. And it's amazing how he's under the radar in New York. It's unbelievable. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah.
0: You know, well, it's truly unbelievable. For, for better, or for bad uh, you know what? And and uh, I I don't know what's gonna happen in that one. That one I, that I, is I have no earthly idea what's gonna happen in that Sunday night game. Great one. No earthly idea. It's going to be hot. Mm -hmm.
4: Miami, not to the level, but kind of like Pittsburgh too, has kind of just been winning ugly, letting their defense win, trying to ground it out with Ronnie and Ricky and do their thing, Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, and you get a spectacular play or catch downfield once or twice a game from
3: Brandon Marshall. So it's Cromarty against Marshall,
0: right? With Revis out. Yes. And I have to apologize to all the uh, to Tony Sperano. I got a whole bunch of tweets on Twitter. Uh, about guys. how you know i I, I you know I, I sort of had fun the fact mm-hmm. that he wears sunglasses indoors. Apparently he's got a an eye condition. Oh, kind of like
3: McMahon. he McMahon, got So
0: I I I apologize. is basically what I'm saying. So you, uh, you want to get something off your chest? Usually do. What do you got? I have a stat. You have a stat? I have a stat. Worm Jason Worm. The worm. This is the worm stat. It's of the, the worm week. stat. No, it's not. I don't, we gonna, we're right?
3: gonna try, we're gonna track it throughout the season. Second and third down plus fifteen. Okay? Mm. If you have third, second or third and plus fifteen and you so convert wait, wait, wait. So
0: second and fifteen or third and fifteen. And you convert it. Let's at communicate point, this for the folk at home yes. so their eyes aren't spinning the back. Second
3: and fifteen right. or more. Right. Third, fifteen plus.
0: Mm-hmm. And you convert it. So the Freddie Mitchell type conversion. Yes. Okay.
3: I say is the most painful, most difficult psychological. Mm-hmm. Thing for a defense to deal with.
0: Okay. Okay. In so you're one, tracking these stats. I'm
3: tracking it. I'm okay. tracking it. In week We're one, in and
0: highlights soup
4: extraordinary. Chris yes. has conjured this theory. Yes. They're nurturing. Week one them, tracking. Chris
0: Wurtz, who's too busy to come on this. He's on the golf course. He's on the golf course yes. with with all of with three yes. of our other colleagues, yes. right? Yes. Messer, who, Spauler, right? spoon spoons, and on and Giant. They're right? giant. all and they keep yeah. stats all season long. He yeah. can't. They, he won't come on the podcast because of that. It's serious stuff. He'll only phone in. Okay. So Wurtz, you and Wurtz have. So, re- week one, yeah.
3: 12 of the 22 drives, mm-hmm. okay, that happened, that actually happened, that was converted, right. turned into points week one. Week two, mm-hmm. nine of the 12 mm-hmm. turned into not only the points, mm-hmm. all of them were touchdowns. And four of them mm-hmm. were on the very next play. So, if a team converted third, 15 plus, right. the very next play,
0: touchdown. So, it's a, so so, it's what a, are we what are we telling the fan as they're sitting there and watching? What do we, we glean? That, what have we gleaned?
4: Is that the segment? What, what do are we glean? I don't,
0: if if you can if can the, I don't know if you could say I don't know if you could say glean and worm in, in if, succession. If I don't think you're allowed the to. Or, yeah, does the SEC the. I don't know. I don't know. It's a deep. I'm telling you,
3: it's a huge issue. If your team can't get off the field in third and fifteen, you're giving up points. That's what it is. So it's really more of
4: an indictment on the defense that they got it against. Yes. More and than we and when you say convert on second and fifteen, it's not necessarily all of it. No, exactly. Just have to get the first down. Get the first down. Okay, right. off
3: the second and fifteen plus. It didn't happen again. Very, very few times has happened this week. Right. So, it's something to keep an eye on. I, you know, why? Because no. it always refer. He goes, "Oh, what does it always go back to?" The G men, of course. It always goes back to them because now, I'm
0: about to they say, are. What were you like on Sunday night? I wasn't around here. Uh, you know what? Were you apoplectic?
3: You know you what? Know, I, I was only apoplectic after. The third and one at mm. midfield before halftime, and they were in the shotgun, and mm. they and they got sacked, and they fumbled, they lost the ball. Right. I ran out of my room, and I just screamed. What do you want? You want Jacobs in between the tackles? Just let's go. Run uh, the football. Speak, Run know, Jacobs, the football. That, that, oh, no. Jacobs, that, that, that guy has chutzpah beyond. Hutzpah. Anyway, I mean. The guy
4: got paid 12, almost $12 million last year. Uh, but like a, like a Brandon Jacobs helmet into the 10th row, that game was in a dagger through worm card. <laughs> like a... What, that one? Mm-hmm.
3: Did it go on the 10th row? I
4: heard 10. I heard 10. He, he you know what? Really? He's a,
3: he is the new tiptoe burglar. There's no doubt. No doubt. Right, well, he doesn't hit the hole the way he used you know, he to. No, he got and... paid just like Alexander got paid in Seattle. And in two years, out of there. Gone. 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 He's out of the league. This cat will be out of the league. This is the worm prediction of the week. He will be out I, it would not surprise me if he, he was out of the league sometime next year. Man, wow. I I I'm serious. You got a guy he, he gets hurt. He runs up he doesn't there's no pad level.
0: Right. Bring him in, high. folks.
4: Here he is, Brandon Jacobs. Is the caller <laughs> I'll there? Truck. I'll duck. Is the caller there?
0: <laughs> You'll, you, best, you better <laughs> No, die. no, I'll duck. Well, at least for your for your G men, you've got a team coming in this week that could be easily oh, in right. disarray. That's okay. Chris Johnson will only run for two fifty on him. Hey, Heinz Ward said quote unquote. Chris Johnson gave up. Really? Gave up. Oh, that's great. Time oh, said great. he gave up. That means in three pulled. The Giants on Sunday. I want to talk about this with Strahan. Yeah. You get his his G men thoughts and with the Vince Young pulled, Marshall was up in arms about it. So was Dion. That zero six last year. Zero uh-huh. six mm-hmm. last year. Not once did he look to Vince Young for a spark, and he is he's the the personification of a spark off the bench. Not once did he go to him. Mm. 6 Owner, but 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 six quarters into this season, he's going to Kerry Collins for a spark. Here, here's a sick kind of a sick thing. And the word "sparky" doesn't 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 come to mind when with Kerry Jeff
3: Collins. Jeff Fisher has only the Giants to blame for this dilemma. Four years ago in November, the Giants were up twenty-one nothing, driving to put the game away early in the fourth quarter. They kind of Kiwanuka, Kiwanuka? there you go. And going? the whole that whole could've ridiculous could have wrapped him up. Could have wrapped him up. up. It's a wrap. You still won the Super Bowl, didn't you? Uh, not that year. Eight, that year. Lost in the playoff game. Okay. It's funny
4: that with the, with, the, with the lack or or add of a spark from Kerry Collins, they, they were in a position to tie that game. And, you know, and I think yeah. Coach Fisher at the end of it did. Whether you like the move or not, I've heard you know, between talk radio and right. reading and this and that, it seems like more Titan fans are upset with the move mm-hmm. than, than not, but... And Fisher, to his credit at the end of the game, said, "Hey, this look before everything gets all hot and bothered, we'd looked for a spark. Vince right. is our starter. He's right. our starter next week. He's our starting quarterback. And I, I think he, we mentioned Marshall and Dean already, uh, Coach Mariucci on our show, tried to decipher that and read the TV from a coaching standpoint of, okay, here's, here's a guy that with Collins that did go 13 and three. So you kind of know what you're getting, yeah. and you know that you can kind of put him in there and take him out the following week without having to really worry about right. the consequences on him. Uh, I'm with you, though. If, if, at some point, you've got to think that your your
0: spark between V-Y's what Vince gives guy. you with his arm and his legs V-Y's is going to be more of a spark. It was ugly, man, in Tennessee. Ugly. Yeah. Ugly. But again, Heinz Ward, that's the quote of the week as far as I'm concerned. C.J. gave up. Here's the soundbite of the week. Mike Del Tufo, can you play the soundbite of the week before Strahan comes out here? Here's the soundbite of the week.
2: Six points on the damn board by people doing their jobs. You know, and you know, and we laugh about it so much. You know, quarterbacks get all this protection, and I get tired of whining about quarterbacks. But the bottom line is, you know, when you, you know, you show a play a year ago where a man pull up from hitting the quarterback and the quarterback keeps the ball, he's a hero. You know, and you then you finish a play like we're taught to do. You know what I'm saying? That's what defenders do. We finish the play. Terrell can't stop in mid, midair and pull up on Carson after he still got the ball. So, man, it's stuff like that. You know, you, you always try to be careful because the league always tries to find you. But it's so many rules that take away from the game. You know, I get blocked into the play, and you tell me I tripped this man, but this man fell over my feet. You know, it, it's just too much crying from them. You know, you already make the big money. Keep your big money, but don't cry when you step on the football field, man. That's a war out there, and if you're gonna go at it, go at it hard. But don't don't disrespect the game like that.
0: Ray Lewis, I love Ray. Yeah, Ray Lewis was that. called for a trip. Oh yeah, and uh, he with Suggs. Terrell, oh. he's talking about Terrell Suggs. That was an awful, awful call. call. Oh. I mean, he went through, and, and and what Carson's Carson's helmet sort of bounced off the turf. Oh. So that's why I think the referee saw ref- that and thought that maybe sense. that that Suggs had 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 I guess. But Suggs didn't lift him and drop him down. He was just going through. It going through to make the the hit. That's the soundbite of the week. And it goes back to what we were talking about last week with the Calvin Johnson catch. It's it's common, common sense, sense, but it's things happen so fast. I know it's in bang the bang. NFL. Yeah,
3: even even that t- even the two point conversion last night. Bang bang. The referees. I'll the, the, the tell you right. what.
0: And this will be our final point with with, with this conversation. That two point conversion in the Monday night game mm-hmm. was a huge two point conversion. Obviously, sure. is what it's what uh, brought. Drew Brees back on the field needing to get points on the board as opposed to just a first down and then take a knee and win the game. If this was not an ESPN Monday Night Football game with that max zoom, max zoom. that would not have been overturned. No way. There was wow. no other angle that was completely definitive. They did have one they down the line. They had the reverse card. But that's another, that's another thing. If this was like the... The yeah, E right. or F game yes. on CBS. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have had it. The, the, you know, the
4: production on these top. Five they would not games have had that. that the, so good that right? What and those teams are going to be at an advantage when it comes to replay, just for the simple fact of more Right. Where or a disadvantage, love, or a disadvantage if you're the Saints. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, if this was, if this was, you know, we, he's a Hall of Famer, but if this was the, the Don Cricket yeah. game yeah. on CBS, yeah. they would never have had that yeah, angle. True. And now That's we're true. getting to the point where technology is going to make a difference, which is why I think you put a camera on the goal line, both pylons. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's enough. Just line them enough. up. Just every single right. stadium easy. has cameras yep. on the goal line. Yep. Period. End of, of story. Of the league can afford it. Mm-hmm. And if you could put a little one on top of the pylon or in the pylon, I know these things get knocked over and you may have to replace the lipstick camera or whatever. Sure. There should never be a situation, and because because of the the game is going to be on national television, on ESPN, on our network, mm-hmm. on Thursday nights, on NBC, uh-huh. or it's the Joe Buck game, or it's the, the Jim Nance mm-hmm. game, because they have all these cameras yep. that other games are not are, also, are not officiated the same way with replay because of technology. And it's
3: the, it's the magical line. It's that thick line is the most magical line in sports. I mean, think about that thing. All you do is touch it. You're running the ball in. You have control of the ball. and you're, You just touch it.
0: Touch out. Right. Um, it's was, it's really? That's vivid. Ed, that, that, that was a that's that's gotta be I mean, well, you know, Nance, wow, you know, Nance, you know Nance wants to put a uh um a chip inside the yes, football that it would yes, turn a right. different color yes. or something if it crosses the plane. Yes. But that wouldn't have helped last night either. That would have. That would not have helped, friends. No, no. no. Friends, no. Hello, hello, friends. hello, friends.
4: But you're right. The the you know tennis uses the technology mm-hmm. with the, with the Cyclops, I think they call it. They that same yeah, the is, thing that whistles cam, every time camera, that, they, oh, that, that oh, they,
0: oh, they use. But they use the technology with the the, with Mac the animation now, cam, yeah. camera, which that? is awesome. All like right, a, camera. Forty mile hour service. Uh, and I guess paraphrasing uh, Jim Nance, goodbye, friends. Goodbye, oh. friends. The no promo.
3: You want to give the promo real Tuesday eight. Bears at Cowboys, 9-15, Eastern Texans at Redskins. This is the replay. Station. Yes. Wednesday, 8 o'clock, Saints at 49ers, 9-15. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre is wired from NFL mm-hmm. Films. Oh. Mammal v. Norseman.
0: Uh... I <laughs> do yellow a... horn. Yes.
4: I do, and i, I you, you, you got a good trap game for you this week. Mike Murriano's trap game of the week. Really okay. tra- yes.
0: Out the lo- it's a trap out the door because it's hands waiting.
4: Sam Bradford. And the Rams hosting
0: the, Red the Redskins Skins, yeah.
4: with an eye on
0: Philadelphia. Ooh. Nab returns to Philly two weeks in two weeks. Yeah, but this they've got to they got to get through the Rams, who I, I think Rams. are better than you think. Yes, everyone was denying that, but Bradford and, and, and Bradley game. have got. I mean, uh, and, and Clayton have got. They've got mm-hmm. a hook up here.
4: Trap game.
0: Okay. There you have it. There you have it. Should be a trap yeah, game. And, I, I, and uh, yeah, Mike Del far a sound man, give him the horn to send him out. Jason Wormser, appreciate your uh, thank you, presence here, as always, on the Rich Paul Eisen podcast. All seen, <laughs> No, 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 it's not <laughs> oh. the Dan Patrick show. Yeah, no, bad. it's not. Dan was on last week, God and God. he admitted on this podcast that I'm better at television than him. Wow. He fully wow. admitted that. I should mm, cart that out every yes, week. Yes. I should cart that <laughs> out. Give to your agent. To every week. Oh, region. yeah, that'll work. That'll work here. There's <laughs> no doubt about that. Murat, thank you. Pleasure. Mike Murano. Pleasure. And Jason Wormser on the Rich Eisen podcast that rolls on with Michael Strahan next. Get on the field, with all the sights and sounds from inside the game. Two nights, two shows you can't miss. Get your field pass, with NFL replay and sound effects. Tuesday and Wednesday, starting at 8, only on NFL Network. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Podcast. We've already heard from Aaron Rodgers. We just had a, a lively football discussion with a couple of my colleagues here at NFL Network, Mike Muriano and Jason Wormser, and it is now my pleasure to finish off this podcast with a longtime friend of NFL Network and a oh, future Hall of Famer, pass rusher extraordinaire from his days with the New York football giants and now uh, dazzling all of us with his football acumen every Sunday morning on NFL on Fox. That would be Michael Strahan. What's up, Stray?
2: man you're so flattering i 'm good brother i 'm good I'm, I'm over here at Starbucks, about to place an order ice right? podcast yes I am
0: is this, this is going to be a first This is a podcast first, maybe not just for my podcast but potentially in all sorts of podcasts what are you what are you What are you attempting to order right now Mike? you know
2: I, I usually come in here and I get one of these Frappuccinos, but it 's been killing my diet so I think today i 'm going to go with the ice cafe mocha. <laughs>
0: I don't think a man of your stature can walk around with a frappuccino, man. Hey, man, I just
2: these coffee these coffee shops are really nice. No one has laughed at me yet when I've ordered. Well, that. well listen, no one's going to laugh at
0: you in front of you. Let's just put it that way, Michael strand. <laughs> but I also don't want to get you into trouble. Are we? Are we? Are we going to step on any toes of any of your of any of your sponsors at all? Or do you have another? I mean, do you sponsor another coffee or something? Because I can't keep up with you.
2: No, you know what. I'm sorry, I'm ordering. Hold on one second. Okay. Venti, Venti no whipped cream. Thank you. My, um, no, I have no, I have no coffee sponsors.
0: well that, no, not either yet. I,
2: but I do like, I do like Starbucks. I love good coffee beans, pretty good too. There you go. So either one I of got them. My boy, yeah. Even you know the old University of Miami alumni, Rohan Marley, Marley Coffee, baby. Can't forget the Marley Coffee either. <laughs>
0: So, so basically, if you're gonna get, you're gonna get a coffee deal out of this. That's for sure. Because I mean, I can't keep how many, how many sponsors do, uh, hire you, stray. How many man. deals do you have, man? Have you lost track? <laughs> <laughs> have you lost track?
2: You know what? I don't have sponsorship deals. I have friends.
0: <laughs> and you, wait a minute. And you bring friends with your sponsors too. I mean, how much? How many spots can you put Glazer in? I cannot. I can't keep track of that either.
2: Man Glazer and my man Justin the Tuck. Tuck, yeah. Tuck, yeah. I mean they made me work too, especially Tuck. I, I gotta pull it out of Tuck when I get him in these spots. I'm like Tuck, you gotta give me more energy, baby. You, you, you gotta, gotta give bring more it. energy. Yeah, you, 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 you gotta bring it, man. You're to you bring it right now. Well, right.
0: you can you can't just say five dollar foot long. You've gotta mean yeah. it when you say
2: yeah, it. And then your body language gotta be right when you say <laughs> five. Like you got five, <laughs> five, five, five. You gotta hit him right with the
0: body language, Oh man. man, you are something else. Have you gotten your coffee yet? Or or we, we'll just keep talking while you're waiting for your coffee. Yet? No, huh? yeah, I'm,
2: I'm good now. I'm just waiting. He's almost done too. He's quick.
0: They are, they are. They're they're, they're Well, this is this will be a rapid chino. You can. Get, this yeah. is really fast. This is I well my done. That's what man
2: Aaron Rodgers doing, man. He's having a great year. He's His great. They're looking real good. I he, picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year. Did
0: you really? I did not know that. I did yeah. not know that because we're up, we're up against each other. I'm doing NFL game day morning while you're doing your thing, so you need to fill me in on this stuff. I didn't know that. You who who who, yeah. who else you taken?
2: You know, I, I picked those guys. Who did I pick in the AFC? I don't even remember. <laughs> kind of kind of forget what I do the second I walk out of that studio. Is that right? There. Is, yeah.
0: And Brad <laughs> Brad Terry's not going to remind you. He's, he's he seems like he's lost all his marbles.
2: Perry can't remember how to get home, so how is he going to remember what my picks were?
0: And Jimmy's home is like on on, a, on an island right now. I mean, what's up with him on Survivor? Do you know how? That you know that
2: that's his favorite show. So that's been his favorite show, and the show actually saved his life because he was going to go on the show some years ago, yeah. and they found he had a problem with his heart because of the physical no that he had. No kidding,
0: to I did yes. not know that.
2: Yep, so Survivor saved his life. It's been his favorite show forever, so they finally put him back on. He got a chance to go back on, went on, and, you know, he won't. He can't tell us what's going on or who the finalists are because they loud. have that one show where they picked the a winner. Oh. But, but I will tell you, I did get a call from one of his ex-players, Lamar Thomas. Mm-hmm. And Lamar said, "Michael, I watched Jimmy on the show, and I was so happy to see him throwing up because it made me feel so good for what he did to me as a player."
0: (laughs) From his two days, from the two
1: days,
0: (laughs) from the Jimmy two days. Oh, that's 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 touching. That's a heartwarming story.
1: To see Jimmy throwing
0: up. That's a heart one. What what reality show would you want to be on if you could choose one, Michael? Which one would you want to be
2: on? How you doing? None of them. No? You know I'm, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, somebody's saying, congratulations, you know, hello and I'm talking to you. But you know what, what, which one would I want to be on? I don't know. Ah, uh, God, which one would I want to be on? None of them.
0: None? You, have you been approached to dance? Have you been approached for that? You definitely have I've been, been discussed
2: about dancing. Whoa.
0: You've been approached. I've
2: been approached about Celebrity Apprentice. You have. And you know what, they're just not mine, it's not me. I don't know, man. And don't get it wrong. Man. You know, I get, I got, I got the right and a left foot. I'm not one of those two left footed people. I put it down, man.
0: Our boy Sap was screaming, screaming at the screen any time Ocho Cinco would be dancing, saying that he had no rhythm and no business being in that competition as long as he was in
2: it. You know what? It was a shame because Sap killed it. Like I watched Sap, and I was very proud. Yeah. To say I know him. And that he's a defensive lineman. Because it goes to show, like, defensive lineman is a lot of footwork, man. Right. Everybody thinks you just kind of line up and just get out there and you run like a crazy dog. Right. But we ha- we are athletes. We're probably the most athletic crew mm-hmm. out there on that field. Did you? So, Fat just... represented well, man. He should be screaming because Ocho, I was surprised how stiff he was. He was pretty stiff.
0: I got to be honest. But
2: now, Kurt Warner, he must look like just cardboard out there dancing. <laughs> now, why is that? Why do you say that about Kurt Warner? Come on, man. Hey, it ain't a white or black thing. It's, uh, it's you're not. You're, okay,
0: we're not going racial here, is what you're saying.
2: Uh, okay. No, it's not racial. It's just look at him. I mean, you see, but you know, I, I did go to Kurt's charity event, he did do the. Um, what was that? Well, not the stanky leg. It's the other little dance. He had that one down, but that's pretty basic. Did he do the Dougie? Is that what he said? Is, did no, he, do- he can't Dougie now. <laughs> I don't see Kirk Dougie.
0: Oh man! All right, let's talk a little. By the way, did you get back? You, are you back in your car? It sounds like you're back in your car now.
2: I'm, I'm back in my car, man. All back right. in my car. Are the windows? Are the windows up? Are the windows up?
0: Or are you in a? It sounds like you're in a. You're in a. Uh, it sounds like you're in like a convertible.
2: The windows are up, but it is a convertible oh. truck. It's, it's actually, you know, it's one of these G wagon trucks. You know, Mercedes make those big boxy square G wagons. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So this one is a G wagon truck mm-hmm. convertible. They I didn't get in. Europe, I, so it's- I,
0: I didn't know you're sp- uh, 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 you're sponsoring uh, Mercedes now too. I didn't know that.
2: And I mean, I, hey, I'm a man. I love cars. So Mercedes is not the only one I got. Oh. <laughs> But if, oh, man. Hey, right. you know, I'm not going to run away from
0: it. Okay, good. Good for you. Listen, you're available. I know that. I know I'm that. And that I just want why? you just put me, you put me, like, kick Glazer out, man. I know you and him are tight, but you, get me in some of these things. I
2: mean, I have my man, own you thing. Know, but, what does Glazer even say? Put some jalapeno on it? I don't know what. I, <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's funny every time I see Jay in those commercials. and It, it cracks I me kick. up, too. I I have a feeling I'd probably get threatened if I ever. I know. Let's
0: not go there then. I think he's probably upset with me for even suggesting it. What do you, I want to ask you a couple of questions about, um, about Favre. Because you obviously know him very well. Um, and, uh, and Trent Dilfer essentially said that he looks at Favre and how Favre has such an emotional, that, that, that his emotion is such an important part of his game, that he thinks that right now football looks like a hardship to him. Now you know about retiring and whether or not to retire and what time to retire. Do you think Favre is out there just because he and he said he wanted to do it for his buds? Uh, do you think he's out there for the wrong reasons right now? Do you think he has any of that fire left in him based on what you've seen for two games?
2: Well, if he if he says he wants to do it for his friends, he's out there for the wrong reasons. Uh, you know, when I when I didn't go in for camp and all that was thinking about you know retiring. The only reason I came back is because I knew I wanted to come back because I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, I love the guys, but if it were for the for the fellas, I would've gone back the year after we won the Super Bowl. And uh, cuz I was getting calls from the guys, calls from the general manager doubling up my salary and I was just just didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you if it, if it's not for yourself, it's too hard of a business and it's too long of a season if you really don't want to do it for yourself. So, If he's out there for those reasons, he's out there for the wrong reasons. And right now, he's probably wishing he had never gone back. You think so? Well, you know, you can't recreate that magic that he had last year. At least I don't believe. Just like I knew we couldn't recreate the magic that we had. Even if if we had gone back and won the Super Bowl twice, if I'd gone back to play for the Giants, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been as special or the same as the first time. not saying I wouldn't have enjoyed it, but it just would not have been the same thing. And I think for Favre, you're not going to catch that magic in the bottle and do the same thing over again like like he did the year before with his touchdown-interception ratio, the way they finished these games, and unfortunately, just unfortunate endings that they had in New Orleans.
0: So you think if you ask Brett Favre right now, if we got him on the line, which we're not going to do, but if we got him on the line, and point blank, would you reverse your decision? You think he'd say yes right now? I
2: think he'd say no. To okay. us, but I think in his heart, he's saying, hell yeah. <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah. You know you know the answer before you ask me. That's what he would be thinking.
0: Mm, man. What's wrong with your Giants? What's wrong with them?
2: Man, you know what You know what bugs me? It bugs me. I love the Giants. You know that. I love my guys, and I play with all those guys. But I just want to jump through my TV and slap a few of them and say, hey, you've got to show like you care. You've got to show some emotion. You can't look like you're just out there just just going through the motions. It's Football's an emotional game. If something's not going right or we're losing, I'm just not going to go sit on the bench and just look into the sky. I'm going to be ticked and screaming and, you know, trying to get guys going, rallying the troops. And I don't see enough of that. I just see guys are content with, you know, the results of what's happening out there. And I know you you, you got to be even killed in the game of football in a lot of instances But whenever things aren't right, you gotta say, "Hey, you gotta get in somebody's face." Sometimes you gotta know the guys that you're dealing with and how to get them motivated, and that's where the leaders need to come in. And right now, that's what we're lacking.
0: Who you're slapping? Give me a name.
2: Who am I slapping? Yeah,
0: you said you would slap somebody in the face and say, "Play, you know, play like you can." I don't know who I slap,
2: but seems like you slap everybody. <laughs> it, maybe if I if I slap you, I'm sure it might motivate no, him.
0: No, don't slap me, please. Don't do
2: that. Come uh, on, Rich, you got a pretty slapable face.
0: I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you saying that. Jacobs would be would he? I mean, I, I we talked about him moments ago. I I don't know. Is he is he even a, a useful player for the Giants right now? I, it just seems like he is. I want to call him useless, but it just seems at this point in time. Uh with the helmet throwing and wanting a new contract or getting it and now wanting a trade. I-, I I don't know, you know the Giants organization better than anybody. Do you think he's wearing out his welcome there?
2: Um, yeah. No doubt. Uh if he if he actually went in and said I want a trade, I think he it's time to go. Uh I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't think anything good gonna come of him being there. Because whenever a player says, I want to trade, and he doesn't get it. He just becomes a disruptive player. Mm-hmm. And the Giants right now as a team are at that point where, you know, you have that talent. And if you don't get it right, guys will start capitalizing soon before you know it. You're going to be the team who all the talent has come and gone, and you're at the bottom of the barrel. So you better capitalize on the talent while you have it, not let any bad influences um, mess you up. And right now, you know, Brandon, when he's when he's playing and when he's healthy, he's great. But you've got to get him right mentally. And right now, mentally, he doesn't want to be there. It's the wrong place. Kind of, you know, Shockey didn't want to be there. They let Shockey go, and it worked out better for everybody, I think. And he's happy, and the Giants were happy, and maybe that's the same thing that needs to happen with Brandon.
0: Put me in the Eagles locker room right now. Andy Reid walks in and says, hey, everybody, this is Cobb's start this week, not Michael Vicks. What do you think's going on in there?
2: And the players are going, oh, okay, coach whatever you say but we all know michael vick should be starting no kidding uh, yeah i mean come on
0: what do you mean but i mean they they went through the the otas the rigors of training camp with this guy as the guy they all bought in i mean uh, uh, uh deshaun jackson was saying we're better off with McNabb in dc now all of a sudden
2: yeah, we're better off with McNabb at D.C., but he didn't mean to say that necessarily that if Michael Vick was in there, it wasn't good for them. I'm telling you now, Michael Vick, he looks like he's got his legs back under him. Mm-hmm. You know, the way he throws the ball is effortless. He can, he can, he he just makes things happen. And as a player on the field, you just want an opportunity to feel like you got a chance to to pull out something, even when it seems impossible. And he's that kind of guy who you never know, and he's he's unpredictable in a good way, I feel. And you're not always going to win them all, but I just think that Michael Vick gives you a great opportunity to win, especially with the way the guys responded to him. And it was a little early one game. He got hurt, but they weren't looking too good in that instance. It looked looked a lot sharper with Michael Vick. And until Vick messes up or loses, why, why change him? Why pull him out? Players... Players know who they want in there. Right now, I wouldn't doubt if you'd be an honest poll if the guys wouldn't pick Michael Vick.
0: How good How good did McNabb look this week? I mean, he looked really superb. He looked he looked as good as I've ever seen him this week in Shanahan's offense. What do you think? Donovan?
2: great. I mean, unbelievable that they lost that game. But Donovan looked great, looked sharp, moved around really well. And Donovan's one of those guys that people kind of written off. And, and I, I always – thought Donovan's is a great quarterback probably one of the i don't know why people don't give him the respect they just due that he deserves because he definitely you know deserves more than what he's getting the dude is incredible as a player and as a person brings a lot of credibility to the organization and gives those his teammates some some confidence that now we have a quarterback and now we can showcase our talents and win mm-hmm. and um he looks good. I'm happy for him because he seems like he's happy in D.C.
0: You know he's been written off. LT's been written off. I mean, uh, LaDainian Thomason has been flat out written off by the entire national media, and he looks really good for the Jets. Man,
2: he's been running. I thought he got that 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 uh, the ball the other day, mm-hmm. broke a tackle, and took off down the sideline looking like LT of, you know, of, of, of 2002. I mean, just incredibly fast, incredibly sharp and quick and all those things that we were used to seeing from him in San Diego. And I'm a, I'm a true believer, my career in one city was, was incredible for 15 years. And you have to find different ways to motivate yourself. And New York is one of those cities that you have to tell you to motivate yourself because of the media and what mm-hmm. they say about you and what they say you can't do. And sometimes you get stale, though. And I think for LT, being in San Diego, being in a comfortable situation, it may have gotten stale for him, and kind of had a wake-up call when they when they let him go, and now it's a rebirth, and he looks like he's ready for a few more years, in my opinion.
0: What's wrong with the Cowboys, Michael? Can you can you put your finger on one thing? They just look lost, man. They just look like when they're playing offense, it's just uh, it's just a mishmash of big-time talented names and big-time talents without much of uh, a plan. It, it just. I don't know if it's the quarterback or the coordinator or the the fact that the the coach didn't hire the coordinator. Uh, what what is it with that team?
2: It looks like nobody knows what the heck is going on. Out <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, it looks like a bunch of just ants just running all over the place. But I think they actually do have organizations because they have to work together to make that whole you know ant hill work. But. <laughs> I, 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 and look at the Cowboys, and I, I, I think it looks like you have a bunch of great players. When you look at roster, it's hard to choose to pick against them because you go, okay, they have this many great players. they got to be really good. And mm-hmm. and they are undisciplined, in my opinion. And I, I, they always say as a coach, it's easier. To be an easy coach and then try to get hard on guys mm-hmm. doesn't work. But to be a coach who's hard on guys and then you get a little bit easier on them, that definitely works. And I I look at Wade Phillips and I just as a player, if I played for him and I know him, and he's a nice man. But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the situations are bigger than what he can handle. And it's unfortunate because that's a team right there with a window of opportunity that if you're not careful, is going to be gone.
0: Mm. It's unbelievable that division. Uh, that division is is filled with, uh, I mean, with Dallas. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Giants, I mean, the Redskins could be the most stable of the situations. And who would have ever thought that that would be the case with the Redskins right now?
2: Nobody. Nobody. But, you know, the Redskins are only stable now because they got smart. Daniel Snyder said, hey, I'm going to get a coach with a track record who I know I can put everything in his hands. He's run the entire team before, and they've been successful. I'm going to get a quarterback who's been successful, who I know people are going to respect and guys are going to follow. And um, now if they can get Haynesworth on the same page, Mm. then they got something. Because once he, whenever Albert Haynesworth is ready to play and wants to play, he's he's un he's an unstoppable force. But he just needs to get on the page of the, everybody else and realize that there are two things in life sometimes: part of the problem or part of the solution. He needs to be part of the solution and stop being part of the problem.
0: Do you know uh, you and Sapp are eligible first time for the Hall of Fame together? Oh, you, I know. That's something else.
2: How great would that be? If we're if we're fortunate enough to make it mm-hmm. and make it together, um F A P P comes before F P R A H A. Alphabetically, that's would, about it. So I could get a barometer on how I should um you know, approach the deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'd get Favre out there and just spark that whole debate again.
2: Now he he'll probably be eligible in like two thousand and thirty eight.
0: Whenever he decides to retire. Whenever. Yeah, but
2: you know, what, it'll, it's, you know, just, to, I was thinking about that and somebody reminded me of that. And, you know, Sat was one of my favorite guys to watch because he was just, man, the way he played that technique and you can tell he understood. And he, people think that guys are just so talented because they're quick, they're fast, they're strong. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean anything. There are a lot of quick, fast, strong guys out there. It's the guys who really understand what the heck they're doing and how to, um, you know, and, and, and how to get after him to be relentless, and that was fast.
0: I know, and I and when he called you out on the way you you got your sack record, that's why we put the two of you together on NFL Total Access for a couple oh seasons. Oh
2: yeah, just straight hand saps, saps, straight that, hand That was so. that's
0: still one of the best segments we have ever done.
2: I know, I, you know, well, what? I we have been doing that too, man. We we really did, and um, they wanted us to revive it, but we never kind of pulled that well, thing. Well, now together.
0: you guys are too expensive, you know. Now because, that you're retired. Yeah, we
2: were Expensive now. Saps the big deal, you know. I'm nobody.
0: Oh, you're but, a, hey man. Listen, saps all over the place, and you are. Are you enjoying this this uh, paparazzi part of your career? Straight.
2: Paparazzi, bottom. I go. Yeah, I am the. I got a camera right now. No,
0: that's what we're called. We're all called the paparazzi by players. We're part of the paparazzi.
2: You know what? I, I I'm. It, to me, I love it. I'm having a good time doing it. I you know, I'm kind of just say what I feel and feel what I say and. Mm-hmm maintain my self-respect and okay. maintain and do my best to do my job, but yet still maintain a respect to the players, which I think is important. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I absolutely hate to see a guy who, who retires from football and he's angry at the game or he's just angry at players, and if a guy makes a mistake or if a guy's on the field, he takes his chance to blast him. Which Is it always cool? Can you always kind of take a certain route with it? No. But there are certain times where you can say, hey, do I really need to go there? Do I, am I really trying to make the headline about me mm-hmm. or about this player? And that's, that's the fine line you skate. And to me, it's more important for me to maintain and give the viewer you know, what they want to hear and the insight on the game, but also to maintain respect by everybody, uh, which is hard to do, but it's possible.
0: Well, Stray, listen, I guess what, what Tish should have done is just fired up the jet. Put uh, should have put Tuck on a plane, right? With uh, with who else? With Pierce, and yeah. um, and then the kicker. You're probably close with the kicker, just like Favre, and and you know, put them all on a plane and and try and get you out of retirement. Maybe that's what and they should have done. Send Air Tish
2: I, for you. Brought like some Subway footlong sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kick.
0: No, I think, yeah. I think I think Tish. T- no, no, no disrespect. It, really. No disrespect to Subway. I think I think Steve Tish serves a little bit higher fare on that shit. Than the, than, the, than the football. You know that. You know that. You've been on air tish before, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, but you, you know what? I, I, I would never – I'd always say, do we want to go back and play? I really have no desire. While I look, oh, man, I could go back and do that, but do I really want to do it? Heck no, man. Mm. Too, too too hard. Too much of a pain on your body. And it, I think I'm tired now. I'm just tired now because I'm old. and matter of fact, had to work.
0: Mm. <laughs> Dre, I really appreciate the time, man. I always love catching up with you. I hope you're, uh, I hope you're, uh, you're doing well. It seems like you are, and um, and uh, good luck on Sundays. Although not too much, because you know I'm, I'm, I'm on NFL game day morning against you. I hope you're fine with that idea.
2: Rich, we're not against each other, man. We are people that are informing the world about the game of football, mm-hmm. and they pick who they want to watch. Mm-hmm. No, and, and and so, it's not. We're not really a competition. I appreciate that. I feel the same it's way. Like all of us. You guys are on every day of the week anyway, give us one day <laughs>
0: give you one day hey uh, and did your did your coffee get cold? I hope you're able you're able to, to well, actually, you had an iced coffee anyway, so
2: and I'm about half through, and I' one of the appeals of the iced coffee I just like swiveling around to get the ice to flow and like that so that that's deal, but it's good, man, I'm waking up now, so I'm good. I'm on my way for a promo shoot right now for fox so. that's
0: a shock that you are selling something straight that is unbelievable. No, it's
2: fox. And oh. it's for the pregame show, baby. Ooh,
0: enjoy it. Say hi to everybody for me, will you? Dude,
2: thanks. Take care, man.
0: You bet. That's one of the best of the best, right there, Michael Strahan, single-season sack record holder back in 2001. Although Warren Sapp, of course, still like sticking an asterisk on that. So what? 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 What didn't we have on this program? Aaron Rodgers talking about how he went from a high school guy with no breaks, now he's one of the tops in the NFL. We have Michael Strahan ordering coffees, and Glazer's going to get a spot. I mean, Glazer's going to start selling coffee. You know that's going to happen at some point. And, and, and when that happens, you heard it here first on the Rich Eisen podcast. Uh, I want to thank, uh, again, Mike Muriano, our coordinating producer, and, and uh, Jason Worms, our senior producer, for joining me as well. I want to thank everybody at NFL.com who puts this thing together, Drew Olmeyer, for helping book the show. I think he's going to be going one-on-one with Worm on my, my next podcast. Uh, And uh, Matt Lathrop, as well as uh, Mike Del Tufo, putting this whole thing together for you all to enjoy. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, at Rich Eisen, if I can be more self-promotional on a podcast actually called By My Name. And uh, we appreciate you downloading us uh, as often and uh, frequently as possible for all your friends to enjoy as well. So that's uh, week number two of the Rich Eisen podcast in the books. Peace out. booyah.